0: I I'm I'm hesitant to buy anything on PlayStation 4 at the moment considering that the game I bought at Christmas time is now the free game on PlayStation Plus for Honor.
1: <laughs> or uh Hitman. Ah, uh, well, that that's that's the the <laughs> the gamble with digital titles. Yeah. any game nowadays really because I
0: mean I'm not I'm not cut up about it because it was only like 10 pounds or whatever it was yeah. at Christmas but
1: the amount know, of times that's happened to me over the past couple of years has been like, God damn, it, I've literally bought this game two weeks ago. Yeah, I wouldn't
0: have felt so bad if it wasn't for the fact that I also haven't played it yet. So, like, you know oh, what? Oh, no, I'm just okay, waiting.
1: that's pr- that Yeah, that's understandable then, if you don't yeah. actually touched it yet.
2: Yeah, that, that sucks. Hello, and welcome to Dangerously Unprepared. I am Simon, and joining me, as ever, are Kyrie, Physical? That's not how we normally do things. And Jack. Completely digital we
3: are. <laughs>
2: Hello! Hello! There would be video, but unfortunately that didn't work, so the only person you get to look at is me. I Which I apologise deeply for that, but luckily this is mostly an audio medium,
0: so... Yeah, and I didn't do my face. Also, I've got a big mug of hot chocolate, so you'd mostly just be seeing a mug over a mug. That fair. Uh, so before we actually get started and stuck in, like, uh,
2: you've been playing Resident Evil too. I have. I haven't. So I haven't, but I want to. <laughs> Tell
1: I, I us wasn't, about it. I wasn't expecting you to play it, Simon, at all. So, <laughs> so uh, I received, I received it as a birthday present, late birthday present from our mutual friend Alex. Ah, oh, cool. Uh, where he basically popped the Tesco's before coming around to mine. It was um because we did we were in the uh Friday night marble movie watch. thing. Oh, cool! I should get hand puppets. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what for me and Kyrie? Yeah, I've just realised if I'm the only one on camera, I should get hand puppets. But
0: anyway, no, continue. Go <laughs> right, go now. Get two socks.
1: So no. you need to find uh, what was it? A lumberjack holding a Game Boy for me, right? That's what Ari drew. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but um, so yes, uh, Wait, so there he gifted are me there are that, and pictures? I was like, and I was like, she did way back when They're wow. old pictures. They are old pictures, wow. like eight year old pictures. Um, but I was like, so yeah, he gifted me, gifted tape. me the game. I was like, that's cool. Thank you very much. I was like, I was planning to get it eventually. Not right way, but this is awesome, thank you. And he was like, Yeah, yeah, cool. Uh is it okay if I come round and watch you play it? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, ah. So here's the uh the, the secret intention behind this, is it? And I was like, Yeah. And I was like, Yeah, of course, of course. It's always more fun than uh playing it with someone. And uh so I've only played it twice so far. And I've got to, I guess you would call it like the first chapter end, because there isn't actual breaks in the chapters or anything, of getting out of the police station. Oh, okay. And I've had moments where, okay, first in a zombie, cool, and shooting it in the head because the, the new, third, well, I think new, this third person camera angle works really well for that. I, yeah, was
0: like, I remember the old Resident Evil 2, to shoot someone in the head you had to aim up, up at a yep. sort of 45 for degree them. angle up in the air, <laughs> yeah. then wait, wait for them to get close <laughs> yeah. enough that the gun was pressed into their eye socket
2: yes indeed Yeah, the only thing I know about Red 2 is that it's not just a high def remaster it's a complete remake, so yeah, yeah. all the camera angles and everything yeah. have all been changed
1: it's all been yeah. changed um, there's lots of obviously nods to it uh, but oh, it's the same plot. Yeah, but they they've rearranged stuff, so it's it's like, fresh
0: for people that are familiar with the old one.
1: Yeah, it's so like the simple thing of when you start the game up, it starts up with the truck, the tanker driver, who uh, in the start of the original game, is what causes the explosion that splits you and Claire up.
0: Basically, like the beginning of the original PlayStation Resident Evil Two is you just have a guy in a in a uh, truck driving around holding his arm, going, oh that crazy son of a bitch! Why did he bite me?" And then next yeah. thing you know, he's crashing into a gas pump and there's
1: an he exp- zombies out and explodes. Yeah. Um, well, whereas well, this, this one, yeah, this well, this one it's, it's him driving down the rainy road, eating a really highly detailed burger. Oh, it's gross! It's I know, so right? gross and so delicious looking. <laughs> listening to the radio of this guy saying about how something's going on in the city. And uh, then, you know, he, 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 uh, a person stumbles into the road, he hits the person, and he's like, you, see, you know, he puts the brake on, as he's skidding, and you can see the hair flapping on the front. It's like, <laughs> oh! And then when he stops, the body goes <laughs> and hits the ground. And you're like, that body's powder, you know that that shoot. That's not going to get up again. He gets yeah. out and he's panicking because he's like, "Oh shit! I just killed someone. Fuck, what do I have to do?" And then it ends with the body standing up again, he's like, "Uh." Oh. I, I I was counting down the seconds when he
0: was listening to the the radio um report stuff, the the, yeah. the late night talk show thing, and the guy's like, and I saw a man. Her face was like falling apart. It was like a like a walking corpse, man. I was, like, counting down the seconds before he said it, and then, then the trucker is just like, sounds like my wife. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, he fucking said it. Yeah.
1: The tropes are there for a reason. But, um, the, like, tutorial section of the game is, uh, right at the start, you arrive right at a petrol station.
2: That's the right
0: place to put a tutorial.
1: Yeah. But it's like, it's not the most of, because in Resident Evil 2, you were literally just dropped in it.
0: Yeah, like, you're in the streets, everything is on fire, and there are 20 zombies, go. Yeah.
1: There's there no instructions, it's just go. But this one gives you a bit of a tutorial, it gives you movement controls and all this kind of stuff. Which are no longer tank controls. No. And, uh, yeah, once you get to the city, the tank, you know, all that bit happens the tank, which means you're split from Claire, and uh, in the original game, you make your way through the city, you go through a gun shop, down the back alleyways, you get to explore Raccoon a bit. In this one it's like, run through the discarded traffic, past the fire, and down down a alleyway, down some stairs, round a corner, up some stairs, oh look, there's the police station. Here
0: we go straight away, oh no shit, I don't want to be here straight away! <laughs> yeah. I've got no ammo!
1: Yeah, because that's because you got like a clip's worth of ammo when you're at the gas station, and you can very easily end up with no ammo. <laughs> yeah, from what at.
2: I've heard, no ammo is the theme of this game. Yeah, do you
1: know what? Uh, some regards, yes. Some regards, no. I've had situations where I have had more handgun ammo than I than I need. No, oh, fair enough. Yeah, it's like it's it depends on how you do it. Whether you're going. Guns blazing. Yeah, you're going to end up with no ammo. If you're a bit more careful with it. Which I've learnt to do. The
0: zombies will soak up bullets.
1: Yeah, in this one, they are proper sponges. So, yeah. You get in the station, you end up... with You get your first zombie. You're like, right, it's a shooter. Headshot. You know, I know zombie tropes. Easy enough to do in a third person. Aim, and bang, shoot in the head. And you're still up and walking and lurching towards me. Okay. Another one. And a third. And a fourth? <laughs> okay, now now you're going down to the floor. Okay. And
0: it, it is it is also like, you know, real-time uh blowing chunks off of the guy's face yeah, as you're doing this. They has got they
1: got amazing like they've put an amazing uh body Facial destruction physics. Yeah. <laughs> well that's the thing. I've I've shotgunned a zombie to the head. Didn't decapitate it, just took it down. Come back later, it's gotten up again. It has no face, (laughs) but it's there. And I've seen videos of guys uh, shooting zombies a couple of times with shotguns through the waist, and they split in two.
0: Yes, you you do get legless zombies clawing their way around occasionally. Oh yeah, there's
1: crawlers. So what I've learned is uh, take out the knee, take out a leg on one of them, and you can get past them, and they just crawl around. Uh, other than that, if you do if you get a headshot on a zombie, it stuns them. You can, like, one shot, headshot, and run past them. So there are little tips I found. And, yeah, it was been great fun dealing with that. Coming across the liquor for the first time was terrifying, because they are much more visceral than this one. And, uh, that was fun. Uh, <laughs> running through, getting chased down a hallway, running through a door, and it's slashing at me, missing me. I turn around and see that there are slash marks on my side of the wall. It's like slashed through the wall. I'm like, oh, that was lucky then. <laughs> These <laughs> zombies and, sound like dicks. Yeah. <laughs> now, in the original Resident Evil, you had uh, very much, you know, there were door loading mechanics to yeah, load to, the to, various...
0: to go through into the next into the next sort of cell of the, the game yeah. you'd have to you know activate the door and then it would just everything would cut to black and there'd be a short animation of like first person you walking towards a
1: door and then yeah. it's
0: slowly opening and then
1: you slowly walking through it. Yeah and you hear it close and it fades from black back into the game. This one doesn't have that. You walk through a door, it opens. Zombies can come
0: through it behind you. and yep. They can go upstairs and they can go everywhere yep. and through yep. the windows. Yes.
1: Yep. yep. <laughs> yep. Um, they can. Uh, you can be walking into a hallway where you've not been for and you hear dum dum, dum dum on a door. Dum, dum, and then. And here they come. And you're like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah. Shut up. <laughs> Boom. Why are you make noise?
2: <laughs> I mean, that is one of its jobs. There we go. Don't uh, don't take away its purpose in life.
0: The, right. the only the only issue I have with the with, with Resident Evil Two Remake mm-hmm. is the facial capture for some of the characters. Yeah, like, I think the character they're, designs they're they're a bit different. Like Claire looks like she's about ten years old. Like her eyes are terrifyingly large for one thing, but like also about the fact <laughs> that. Like she's supposed to be some sort of college girl, but you're looking and go, what the fuck? No, this is so. Weird. Leon looks really, really, really oddly young as well. Yeah, they've
1: really sort of cracked the age filter down. Like I get that it. it's
0: it's set before Resident Evil Four. But like you look how good he looks in Resident Evil 4 and then you look at this now and you're like what the how the fuck do you become that?
2: Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll say this, the faces look amazing when you amplify
0: all the animations 500%. to 500%. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Agree. <laughs> <laughs> and the other one is uh, Mr. X, the Tyrant. Oh my god. Right. Is that just Dolph Lundgren? <laughs> Cuz I swear I've seen a couple of screenshots where you get a good look at his his weird grey mottled face and I'm like that's just Dolph Lundgren. There I is mean, if it is, that's a good choice. There is something Let me see if there. i have a picture because I swear it's just.
1: Let me see if I, I'll pop a thing into the, uh, into the so, chat. Yeah, so. And I made my way through, and uh, we got to a, a natural stopping point for that like, our first session. Now, yesterday. Uh, that's UK a handsome power, fella a very handsome mm, fellow, right? he's a pr- pretty <laughs> man um so yesterday we came around for another session and uh as you're playing through the game there's a helicopter crash a helicopter crashes into the police station and blocks a hallway being on fire and whatnot and eventually you get to the part where you get outside and you can uh do a puzzle which will put the fire out You're like, cool and you make your way back through the corridor to where the helicopter is, and then the helicopter starts moving. And there The is helicopter Mr. is a X. zombie, and it's not dead. <laughs> yeah. And there is Mr. X pushing the helicopter out the way. And, you know, he uses a seven, eight-foot tall kilomajig. And I'm like, huh. Okay, I'm going to turn around and run away now.
0: <laughs> like, I do wonder, though, with, with Mr. X, Mm-hmm. Did Umbrella dress him? Yes. So they, they literally were looking at this giant bioweapon that they created and went, he needs a duster. Yes. He needs a duster and a fedora. Yep. Before we send him out there.
2: Umbrella yep. are nothing if not bastions
1: of style. Yeah. Indeed. Um, so, from this, find out. He's not incredibly fast. He walks at a, a brisk pace. You can get away from him. But granted, Leon's top running speed is like a dad run. <laughs> yeah, that kind of run where yeah. they're not actually moving any faster, but they make it look like they're moving faster. He's like, oh no, I've got to go and catch the thing. I really don't want to go though, so I'll just go, <laughs> oh, done. Yeah, and uh, you can get away, if you get through enough, uh, he, he is too big for doorways though, so any door you have to go through, he has to crouch through. And it's he just- will.
0: Which does lead to some of those wonderful photos you might see of just any screenshot of the game where Mr. X is part way through coming through a door because it literally just looks like he's poking in at the corner of the door. Yeah.
1: Well, hello there. <laughs> and um, he has a built-in tracker function. He will follow you around the entire building, and he will track you down as well. Uh, there are certain rooms. You can go into and he won't enter. You know there are safe rooms and just certain other rooms within the police station he won't go in.
0: So that you won't, like, save the game. Well, actually, I do realise he is around in one of the rooms where there is a typewriter for saving.
2: Yes. That's yeah. the... I have actually heard that there are no rooms he won't go into in this version.
1: Ah, no. There are, there are certain rooms he won't go into. I don't know if it changes when you put it onto Hardcore, well, <laughs> maybe it's it hard, does, because I have definitely
2: heard people saying he is not meant to go in that room, and he was there waiting for me when I opened the door. Oh, there might be some glitches <laughs> to that point,
1: maybe. Yeah, I,
0: I have seen at least two Let's Plays where someone has basically just gone, okay, I think I've lost him, I think I've lost him, opens the door, and the, before the door animation has finished, like sliding open. Yeah. There's just a giant fist just reaches out and grabs them, yeah. but their character throws them Like that that bit from the like deleted scene from Star Wars, where like the, the, the troopers are going around half, and they, you just have like, that giant womper hand, yeah. to grab the guy. <laughs> it's just like that, but with a giant grey zombie hand,
1: oh shit! I saw one video of a Claire run, where uh, she's running away from Mr. X. She goes down to a corridor, and yeah, like Fletch is saying, another Mr. X appears from the other uh. way. And she's standing in the corner, looking left and looking right, and there's one coming each way. And it's like... Uh, uh, which actually makes sense in the lore of the game, because Umbrella actually dropped six tyrants on uh. Raccoon to, to hunt down survivors. And so them.
0: is
2: it a glitch, or is it the game just fucking with you?
0: Uh... Yeah, I like to think that's just a logical progression of the Watson, Watson, get the hell away from me. (laughs) But with a
1: zombie. So, yeah, so um, I got away. Uh, I got to an area I hadn't been to. Uh, Got in a room and hid because I heard this was a safe room, and it was at this point. It was one of the rooms he wouldn't get into. But the great thing about it is you can hear him walking through the hallways. He is a loud motherfucker. He's heavy. Uh, And the game obviously suggests you play with headphones. And it has binaural audio as a setting. Which is great for that kind of thing. So you can actually hear him walking from the right ear all the way. And you hear him disappearing off the left ear. And vice versa and whatnot. And sometimes you can hear his music. Because obviously he's got his his own battle music as it were. Following you around. And... I was standing there in the room going, just listening, going okay, I think he's gone. I exit the room. Uh, Walked around the corner. He's not there. Cool. That's a good thing. Cool. Let's go. I know where I'm going. Let's go. Started running up the corridor. Through the fucking wall comes Mr. X. (laughs) I was like, holy shit! I was like, okay, run, run, run. I just kept running and I uh, made a lovely shortcut to another area of the building where I need to get to you later. I was like, oh, cool. Unfortunately, in that particular run, he did end up getting me in, in, the gra- uh, in one of the hallways and killing me. I was like, fuck. And I was like, let's reload the save and see what happens. And it reloaded at the point when he first appears at the helicopter. I was like, fuck, I lost about 30 minutes worth of Ugh. play. But I knew what I was doing, so I was able to fix it what i had done and i got to the exact same point again where i was hiding in the same room and he disappeared and i went out the room and walked around the corner what walked walked that point where he bust through the wall didn't bust through the wall turns out it's a random event that could that could happen so it's not it's not a set piece that always happens mm. I, was like, I was like oh okay okay there's not he's he must be on the one of the preset roaming routines on the other side of the building. Cool. Walk up to the end of the corridor, turn around the corridor, there he was. <laughs> like, like Scary Watson, he just popped into existence, and I almost shit myself. <laughs> he just missed you is all. I was like, holy shit! And it was like, one of the moments that I scared Alex. Because <laughs> it, it got me. I was like, oh my god. And I was like, I hate, and I was all the while all the, running away from this thing. I'm going, oh, I hate this, I hate this, I hate this. I love this. <laughs> that's
0: but, sort of, yeah, survival horror games in a nutshell.
1: I I hate them being chased by this thing that you cannot take down. At most, you can uh, put him on one knee for about 30 seconds.
2: Or you can intimidate him with a rocket launcher.
1: Yeah, that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> um, it takes like 10 handgun rounds. Four shotgun rounds or like two Magnum rounds to the head to the dome to take him down for thirty seconds. If that. And uh if you shoot his body, it's, it has like the following you know, like bounce off metal ping, ping, ricochet sounds. It's like, oh, brilliant, you're bulletproof. <laughs> but only on the body, which
0: is the bit that he covers with a trench coat.
1: Yes. So it's, it's the trench coat that's bulletproof. I guess
0: that must be it because the only vulnerable bit is his head, which is the only uncovered bit. But you can shoot his hat off.
1: Yes, there is an achievement slash trophy for shooting his hat off his head. And um, so I was just like, "Ah, oh, this is this is great. The tension's fantastic." But oh my god, I fucking hate it. It's just like <laughs> so. There's a little trick you can do with. There's a little trick you can do with the doors. If you walk up to a door. Uh, and on the PlayStation case, it's the X button. In the Xbox, it'd be the A button. You press the that button on the door; it will open the door, and it doesn't trigger what's outside the room. It just kind of doesn't realize that you've you haven't left the room. You just open the door, so you can peek right outside. And the amount of times that I've been in, in a safe, I was in a safe room. I just did that, and just watching him where I am, watching Mister X going up the stairs. Seeing me coming down the stairs, coming to the door and stopping, and then walking away again because he can't do anything. Because you're not in that room, technically. And then, um, at one point, I was in that I was in a safe room under the stairs, and he, he I saw I thought he was gone. I was about to leave, and I saw him come down the stairs. So I stopped, and he stopped at the end of the hallway from where I was, facing away from me, facing the the, the wall next to him. And he looked right, and he looked left, and he looked right again, and he just walked to the left down the hallway. At that point, I was like, I'm just going to sneak up the stairs to where I need to go. And, yeah, so eventually, uh when you get the parts, because I'm searching for parts to work, uh, to fix a, um like a uh, switchboard, electric switchboard uh, in the jail to open up a cell to get a key card to uh to exit the police station in typical resident evil style you know go fetch this thing to sort sort this puzzle blah blah blah, blah. and uh did all that and now the jail is full of zombies behind all the closed door all the cell doors and it's like Man, I can see where this is going. <laughs> and get the key card. And so, oh, look. All the, Suddenly, all the doors are opening. Oh, all the zombies are through. Quickly run through. Open the side door. Walk through the corridor. Oh, look. Look who's back. My friend. <laughs> I was like... Buddy! Started, yeah, so I started backing up into <laughs> this wider area of the jail's, jail area. And Leon just perfectly encapsulated in-game what I was thinking, going, what is with this guy? (laughs) He does have those weird outbursts
0: occasionally, just Leon. I love the one where, like, even if it's, like, the 10th or 20th zombie that you're shooting, if you plug it in the head and it doesn't go down, he's like, what the fuck? Yeah.
1: (laughs) and He's
0: exasperated by this whole zombie apocalypse. Leon speaks
1: for us all. (laughs) Yeah. And then, um, I luckily had a flashbang in my hands, I threw that down blinded him, went around. The, went around him, down the c- corridor. From where he was, all the zombies from the jail entered the fray. I was like, "Fuck!" I got a regular grenade. Throw that at them. Run past them. Go to exit the uh, the jail to so head to the, the garret parking garage. And then cut to a cutscene where he comes through the fucking wall again <laughs> to get me. And then he gets hit by a fucking SWAT van and like crushed into the wall. And uh and I get saved by by uh Ada Wong. Ada is the fucking best. Who's not a spy per se in this one. She's now part of the FBI, which well, technically yeah, still spies, but eh.
0: Or is she?
1: Yes, or is she? I don't know. <laughs> And, um, because some spies lie about what they do, yeah. Some FBI and, agents lie about what that's they do. also true, yeah. And some people who claim to be in the FBI
0: aren't in the FBI, <laughs>
1: that's true. And, uh, as we start walking away, Mr. X starts pushing the fucking SWAT van away from him. We're like, oh, for fuck's sake, and then the van explodes, and he's dead. That killed yep, him. That
0: is, that is the last of Mr. X that you will see. Absolutely the last. He won't come back
1: from that. Except for I know that he's the that he's the like my final boss or I mean yeah a super tyrant. Like huh. But um yeah, it was an interesting change because in the original, Mr. X is a Claire mechanic. Which he's is not. In... Why
0: I, didn't, uh, I, didn't, I never came across him because so I think I only ever played the Leon yeah. um, campaign, like him and his second campaign with the fucking alligator.
1: Oh, the, the, alligator. I, 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 there is a giant mutant alligator in the sewers of Wrecking it's City. Guess what yeah. I saw when I entered the sewers? Giant, alligator? giant alligator. Yeah, that's why <laughs> ended. <the> session. <laughs> that's where I ended oh. the session. Although once you leave the uh, police station, you find the gun shop. You find Kendo's gun shop. Oh Christ! Which, that whole section, which in the original game, uh, is where you get the shotgun as Leon. If you double back straight away, like after a certain point. You can go back in and kill the gun shop owner who is now a zombie and take his shotgun from him.
0: Or alternatively, you don't even necessarily have to, to double back. You can, um, what's it called? You can, I think it's supposed to double back. If you leave, you'll hear the sound of glass smashing and you hear the guy screaming. And then you go back in and he's a zombie. Yeah. You can just sit around in the gun shop with your thumb up your ass for a little bit. Just waiting for it. And then eventually the zombies will bust in. Huh. Um, that's what I always used to do. Just like, eh, I'll just wait around here for a bit with my gun ready. Just go and stand behind the counter, ready for them. That's and you better. get your shotgun or your crossbow, I think, if you're clear.
2: Gotta say, if I was a gun shop owner and someone walked in and just hopped behind the counter with me, drew their gun and aimed it at the door, I'd be like, "Uh, <laughs> dude, you okay?" <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I in... will be once I have your shotgun, sir. <laughs> in this game, there is uh, you go through the gun shop to get to the sewer system. And... As you're, um... You can find, like, a shotgun upgrade in there and some ammo and whatnot. And then the owner appears and Will you know, he's like, get the fuck out sort of thing. And Leon's like, put your gun down. I'm, you know, I'm with the RPD. And then I had, uh... One of the sad, one of the moments that made me fucking not want to play this game again. Yeah, which uh, has to do with him and his daughter.
0: He's just a nameless character in the original game who just stands. His whole thing is to die, so you get his shotgun. Yeah, and in and in this, they've given him a whole fucking backstory. His daughter walks out, and she's fucking blind in one eye, and she's she's, breathing really
1: heavily. She, she, she is yeah, she is turning. Yeah, she's it's been like, bitten
0: on like the face or something. She's been bitten
1: on the hand. She's got yeah. bandage on her hand, but you can see the like when it cuts the, a back shot. If you look at the back of her neck, you can see like the vein marks where it's spreading. Yeah, and she's just like she's just standing in the rain, just oblivious. Like dad, like he? she's yeah, she's still coherent. Mummy.
0: She's still forming sentences. Yeah, she's not but... fully gone
1: yet. And he's just like, "Mummy's, Mummy's asleep, sweetie," and he's like, he blames you. He's blaming you as a police officer, it's like, why didn't you you must have known something was gonna happen. Why didn't you stop this? And he's just like, just give us some privacy. And he goes in the store and he Leon turns to Ada and it's like He yeah, you know, people like him as why I joined the police to help them or something. And, you know, if you're gonna hide secrets, why hide it from you know, I don't care if you hide it from me, but don't hide it from them. And you just hear a gunshot. I'm just like but only one gunshot. I was like, ah, oh, that killed me. One cuz it was like so depressing and two cuz it was a dad and his daughter. Yeah. So it's like fuck.
2: And three because I mean one gunshot probably won't do it given the zombies in this game, <laughs> so yeah, well.
1: Plus it's the first it's the first actual like child zombie you've I've seen. Yeah. And it's just like oh clearly they've been looking like, at
2: the walking dead and gone, yeah, oh I know
1: yeah. how to make people feel things. Yeah. Now it was a, uh, it was the presidency and stuff. Obviously, you move on. What's going to fuck me up though is uh, they're going to be releasing a, a free sto- uh, like spin- uh, side story DLC uh, over the next couple of months, and one of the side stories DLC is the gun shop owner. Oh, that's like, oh, please don't tell me I'm going to have <laughs> to play that whole sequence as him. You know, right. like so it's gonna end with me killing my daughter. Yeah. Like, no, don't make me do that.
2: I, I can see it's, why that would be a little difficult.
1: Yeah, it's like so it's like story for him, a story featuring uh Chief Irons' daughter, who is a big part of Claire's storyline, and like some nameless soldier. So whether Punk. he's whether he's a soldier who's come to the city to try and uh, help out the issue. Whether he's part of like the umbrella team that got left behind, I'm not quite sure yet. What
0: I'm gathering from this is what you're telling me is that there is no tofu.
1: Oh no! Oh no! 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 There Hunk is tofu. And Hunk and Tofu are both in this. Yes. Uh, tofu is freaking amazing this time round, more so than he was last time round. In that. <laughs> Uh, for people who don't know Including <laughs> me, as no, as the no, chat room no. will know from my
2: weird puzzled expression.
0: <laughs> so we will offer no context on this. No. <laughs>
1: there are characters, they are called Hunk and Tofu. Yeah. Hunk uh I'll explain Hunk though. Okay. Hunk is a member of the Umbrella uh cleanup crew. Basically, he is he is uh you know, military geared, up to the lines, gas mask. You never actually see his real face type of character. He is sent in by umbrella to res- retrieve uh, a sample of the virus that's caused all this issue. Because, you know, retrieve the assets.
0: Don't drink it, because that'll go badly. Yeah.
1: And um, it's a times story. So you want to get through it as quickly as you can. And uh, it, his one almost works in reverse. So usually you start off in uh, a much further part of the game, and you work your way back to the police station to escape. Yep. And then. Um,
0: really, you're, you should probably explain Tofu, in as and, far as you can explain Tofu.
1: And Tofu is uh, another member of. I think he's actually a member of Stars, which is Wait, weird. what? Looking at his Hang on, no,
0: no, no, no. Wait, 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 what? What? Tofu has actual character.
1: Yeah. No. That's not allowed! <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he only speaks Japanese. He only he, speaks screaming! <laughs> he, he speaks. <laughs> and um, he is a stick of tofu. He is a seven foot tall animate stick of tofu
0: in a cowboy hat.
1: Wait. Does he still have his what? cowboy hat? He doesn't have a cowboy hat, he has, uh, um, he has a beret.
0: Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, it, I, I it, it, feel
1: like I'm being trolled here. <laughs> nope, nope, nope.
0: For real. The original Resident Evil 2, one of the unlockable characters was Tofu, who was a seven foot tall animate stick of tofu in a cowboy hat, equipped only with a knife, and who would mm-hmm. let out a high-pitched shriek every time he was attacked by zombies.
2: Mm-hmm. So you've said that, um, but it doesn't
1: make me feel less like I'm being trolled. <laughs> <laughs> As you and in the original, as you took damage, you just turn you look like a you get further and further red in color. Uh, in this new Resident Evil, as you take damage, you lose parts of yourself, you start breaking to bits. Right? Let me just pop this here. Yeah, anyway. Uh, and and um. His, his run is interesting because he starts off with... uh. So in this game, there are sub-weapons you can collect, grenades, uh, knives, and have their various uses. If you get grabbed by a creature, you can use it to get out of getting damaged. So in knife's case, you literally stab the creature the a grenade, you might put it in their mouth and eventually it will go off or you can shoot it ahead of time to clear some area. Um, with, with Tofu, he has like Thirteen or fourteen knives in his infantry. <laughs> so basically, they are to be used to just run through the game. If you get grabbed by a zombie, quick escape, keep running. Right. So, yeah. Resident Evil Two. Yeah, I mean, I am, I, I am at, I, uh, I am at, I'm at what, what I would class as the end of the first act.
3: Gotcha. I'm now in
1: like I'm in like the next section. So I've had like my first proper boss fights and all this kind of stuff so i'm on to the next bit and i love it i think it's really good you know it's one of those things of uh i've got it as a physical disc so if you, don't, if you don't end up buying it Kyrie, i can lend it to you for the playstation <gasps> oh sweet so or alternatively
2: yeah. you can get it when it's inevitably on the playstation
1: plus that too yeah yeah <laughs>
0: Well if I but, buy it then it'll become the March game, won't it?
1: Probably. Sons of bitches. <laughs> but yeah, it's like uh Alex only ever played Nemesis. he's like of the original run, he'd only played Nemesis. Oh okay. not one or two. He played one on the GameCube remake and he's played four and whatnot. But yeah, it was and he's watched you play some of seven.
0: Oh, yes, uh, Biohazard, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where I had my most cowardly, most craven moment of all time. <laughs> just I walk into a room. It's the first time... You know the, the weird black moss monsters from
1: Seven? Yes, they're the mold monsters, yeah. Yeah,
0: like the first time you see one is when you walk into a tiny little room that has uh, two doors. So you're supposed oh, to go through yeah, one. yeah. The monster comes out of the wall. You fight it or you run past it and go into the room. I basically walk into this room. Yeah. There's a lot of black mold on one wall and this horrifying humanoid monstrosity starts to claw its way out of the wall. I just look at it for a moment, and then just take three or four steps backwards and just shut the door behind me and just go back <laughs> the way I came, just going, and I'll just deal with that later. <laughs> I, I, I went back,
1: it was gone. I had a moment like that in in this, when I went into the sewers of Ada, mm. I walked to the point where you see, you know, you're, looking at, you're walking out, run down a... Um, a tunnel in the sewer and there's just a big grey blob at the end of the, the tunnel and then, yeah and then it moves and it's like that's the giant crocodile
0: yep it's an alligator just, in the sewer
1: with the T-virus yeah. D- or G-virus <laughs> and I just 180'd and ran back the other way it's like see you Ada <laughs> I'm <out. laughs> I'm bouncing uh, have you have you fought um, Birkin yet yes
0: yeah uh, just So eyeballing his shoulder man
1: yeah so in the original Birkin was Leon. Creature and yeah. Mister X was Claire's creature. Uh, in this one, it's almost everyone reversed. gets everything. I mean, yeah. you
0: still you still get to fight Birkin as Leon, but you also get Mister X, and with Claire, you get Mister X and Birkin. So it's like, yeah. oh great, everyone gets everyone's horrifying, unstoppable monsters. It's <laughs> yeah. a fucking jamboree.
1: And it's just like, but they've switched. Like the final bosses have switched characters. Yes, yeah, so it's just kind of like. <sighs> Bravo, guys! You know, <laughs> you, you've kept the the original feeling of the game, adding the new aspects from Seven and whatnot, and just and adding in Mister X in a in a play I wasn't expecting him to come into, just just when we go, oh shit! Okay, let's deal with this then. And I've had some great, you know, jump jumping in the air, dropping the controller moments. And it's not because it was like, it screamed at me. It's because suddenly he was there. <laughs> it's like, oh. it's not like a like a set piece jump scare. It was like legitimate, fuck, that wasn't expecting to happen, jump scare. Cool.
2: And speaking so, of s- video games, I have been playing a little something as well. Oh? Yes. Uh, and I'm actually I'm quite glad that one translator Zayat is in the chat room for this one because I have a feeling they might approve of this topic. Oh. I have been playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Oh yeah, oh. and I love it absolutely. fucking because like, I mean, recently Did you play Origins. Uh, which one was Origins? Egypt. No, no, I didn't. What? Okay, uh, I played a little bit on your Xbox. Um yes. uh but that's the only exposure I had to it because I'd kind of right. bounced off the Assassin's Creed franchise a little bit. Yeah. Haven't played the last few. Um but this one obviously read loads and loads about it because it's got the the, the very dialogue character driven nature that a lot of Assassin's Creeds haven't had. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and also the controversy about the uh, dlc which accidentally erased good representation of homosexual relationships and, yeah. and i was like ah well i'll show them i won't buy that dlc um and then i realized oh wait i don't own the game so me not buying the dlc is even more statistically insignificant than if i owned the game and didn't buy the dlc uh so when i saw it half price on the steam sale at the moment i was like oh i'll grab that and then not buy the dlc Uh, that wasn't my only motivation it'd been on my wish list for a while but (laughs) i don't i think part of the reason i really like this is i don't see why it's an assassin's creed game i mean i do see like they have the cutscene at the beginning set in the contemporary setting before you go back into the historical setting as always um but there's no assassining like, there's no blending in crowds, there's no sitting and being in- innocuous. All of that iconic assassining gameplay is gone. And it's just an open-world, free-roaming, parkoury fighty game. Uh, but it's great, because I really like Cassandra. She's a fantastic character. And whilst the, the dialogue choices don't really have any significance in terms of plot they do let you establish a tone for your character, um, which gives you a bit of a sense of ownership, which I really like. Um, an example, quite early on, I met a young woman called Odessa, who claimed to be a direct descendant of Odysseus himself, was very proud of this, and was visiting Odysseus's temple to uh, find some inspiration to live up to the family bloodline and become as famous as Odysseus. And you have a conversation with her and you can obviously encourage her to go out and be adventurous and all of that. And I didn't. I was like, why, why why, would you want to do that? Like, the Odyssey lasted 10 years. He wasted most of his life. Go <laughs> home. Live with your family. <laughs> She's like, but who will remember me if I do that? And I was like, do you want to be remembered or happy? And there's just this pause and he goes, "Ah." Oh. I'll have to have a think about that, <laughs> <laughs> and I just love the little character moments like that. But uh, the so, like the parkouring is Assassin's Creed; it's all really, really good. The combat's fantastic. Uh, it's not as glitchy as some of the more famous Assassin's Creed glitches have been. It's fucking beautiful. There are a couple of problems with it, but they're in the nature of hilarious problems. Uh, okay, there's a mechanic now, and I don't know if this has been in previous games. It's new to me, where you get on your horse and you can press a button and it just says Follow road' and the horse will automatically follow the roads, which is handy, and you can then press a button it will navigate to your whatever point you've got marked on the map, so you can sit back and not quite fast travel, but it makes life a bit easier. first time I activated this, I got on the horse, it ran into a wall, reared up, spun around, and then charged off a cliff.
0: Oh, (laughs) The horse is
2: not smart. (laughs) I've had a little bit more luck with it since, um, but the horse is not smart. And one of the the glitches that luckily didn't actually break anything for me, but had me cacking myself for a little bit, was there's a system in it called the Bounty Hunter system, which I'm really enjoying. That's that you are a Mythios, a mercenary, uh, a sword for hire. And Greece is fucking lousy with these mercenaries, basically. And there's a whole massive set of them uh, with progressive difficulty. So there's ranks. And you, by beating higher-ranked mercenaries, can become a more famous mercenary yourself, which mm. gives you advantages. So blacksmiths might give you discounts because you're the legendary Cassandra the Eagle Bearer. If if she uh. shops here, then, you know... Uh, and eventually, you can also enter into gladiatorial competition and earn huge prizes and all of that. So you
3: get sponsorships.
2: Not quite sponsorships, but, not, but. No, it
3: was Roman and Berlin, um, so
0: was Not sponsorships. But yeah. I'm Cassandra the Eagle Bearer, and this is my favorite show. On the <laughs> <laughs> but there's also
2: actually a bounty system where if you piss people off, they will put a bounty on you. And depending on what level of crime you have done them, And I have done things like knock someone over with my horse, had a very small bounty put on me, and deliberately sunk an Athenian ship, which had a very large bounty put on me. And depending on the size of the bounty is the difficulty of the bounty hunter that will be sent to you, and it will be one of these other mercenaries. Um, So it could be a good opportunity to climb that ladder, or, as in my case, it could be someone five levels above you who, if they find you, will fuck you. Um, And that's the situation I was in. <laughs> and the thing is, they roam. Like, you will get a warning of where they are on the map, but they roam. And as you do things that draw attention to yourself, they, they close in on you. So if right. you're, like, attacking a fort and wiping out all the guard and everything, if you don't do it stealthily, you might find the bounty hunter just turns up in the middle of the fight because he's like, yeah, I heard you were here. Um, <laughs> this seems like as good a time as any. Yep, is. and that's exactly the situation I was in, except I'd just finished the fight, and I was just literally pressing the button to talk to the NPC to finish that little quest log, but it went, Bounty Hunter near! And in the cutscene, as I'm chatting with this dude, I see the Bounty Hunter walking towards <laughs> us in the background <laughs> of the shot, and he just gets closer <laughs> and closer. <laughs> And then because I'm in a conversation, I'm not part of the world. He just starts pacing back and forth, looking for me. And I'm like, oh, no. Oh, God, no. As soon as this conversation ends, I'm just dead. And then the character is like, come with me. And I'm like, yes, please take me somewhere else. And the cutscene <laughs> leads us away. And I was fine. But, uh, <laughs> but that had me shitting myself for a little bit. Found it very hard to concentrate on what he was saying. Um, But yeah, it's got some really nice details, like uh, one of my favourite things in a game like this, obviously you're uh, upgrading your armour and stuff all the time, but once you have had a particular helmet or a particular set of greaves or a particular set of braces, they're Mm. unlocked as cosmetic options. So whatever you're actually wearing, it can still look like any other piece you've had.
0: Ah, Um, So if you have a a shit armour tier that looks yes.
2: And that's what I've got. I have one of the uh, sort of starting level ones that I really like the look of. Um, And I'm currently wearing like a horrible mishmash of an Athenian something, a Spartan something, a mercenary something. But they all look like that fairly starting level stuff. Mm. Uh, You can also, if you're really dedicated, upgrade your armor, whatever piece it is, to your current level. So okay. if you don't want to go the cosmetic route, you can just actually keep the same gear the whole game and just constantly get it upgraded by blacksmiths, which I guess when you're a high enough level mercenary won't even cost that much. Uh, but yeah, the yeah. Um, the other thing it's got is like Assassin's Creed has historically had this whole, you know, we, we care about history, we're we're adhering to it thing. Mm. Odyssey, not so much. Like it's it's full on going. Oh yeah, fucking gods and myths and monsters. It's all fine. It's it's Greece. Uh, yeah. I love that.
0: Have you have you met the cy- have you met the Cyclops yet? Uh,
2: met him, killed him. Yep. Ah. Uh, Not well. I've met a mercenary called the Cyclops.
0: Is it the one where you take his eye? You take oh yeah, his yeah, yeah. Eye. And
2: then you shove it up a yeah, goat's ass. Yeah. <laughs> if you want it, <laughs> go get it. Oh my god. <laughs> yep, he's. <laughs> no he's on the starting island uh, uh your home island which is tiny like it feels reasonably big at the time and then you get to the next country and you're like oh shit that was that was a tutorial area wasn't it uh and then you realize how big the greek islands area actually is and you're like oh this this is a big game this this is going to take me a while uh yeah so he's he's very much a beginning character <laughs> But yeah, it's it's an interesting one. I like the plot so far. Um it's it's colorful, it's big, it's exciting. It's not trying to be historically accurate and it's much more fun for it. Um yeah. yeah, I recommend it. I think it's really really fun. And yes, Cassandra has already gone on and smooched several ladies.
3: Yay. One of
2: my favorites for that is a little side quest. You meet this um elderly lady. And and she wants you to go and get a bear scrotum and some deer tongues so she can make an elixir of Eros to fill her husband with the vigor of a man of a fraction of his age, because he can't keep up with her lust anymore. Right. Right. And uh, she you know, proudly proclaims, oh, I have many lovers, but he is my soulmate. And when we are together and just keeps going on and on and one of your options is, I will do this for you as long as you stop talking about it. Um, <laughs> um, so I went and I did it and I got back and uh, the husband knew nothing about this and he's just there going, please, no, you will kill me with your lust. I can't do this anymore. And you have several options on how to react. And one of them is, how about I take care of you? And uh, Cassandra and the old lady just walk into the house and the husband, you just get this montage of him playing the liar, uh, <laughs> hanging out, <laughs> chatting with some friends as the sun goes down, sharing a drink with some other friends, sleeping, wow. the sun comes up, he's playing the lyre again, and then you walk out with a big grin on your face and he's like, is, is she done, it's like, well, that,
3: that should keep her
2: for the next day or two. Oh, thank you, take your payment, you've more than earned it.
3: <laughs> fucking hell. I fucking
2: wow. I fell in love with the game in that quest. I was like, this is genius. I love it. That's amazing. And the, the side quest is called Age is Just a Number. <laughs> so yeah, it's a lot of fun.
0: Excellent. I haven't been playing any new games myself. Um, I've just been playing Shogun Total War 2. Oh, nice. An old game, but a good game. An, old, an oldie, but a goodie, where I I finally started playing the... Uh, well, I finally started and finished playing um, Fall of the Samurai. Ah. Which is the, the 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 campaign set during the Meiji period, so the whole Japan opening to the West, Uh, the, the 19th century. So it's the furthest along game that Creative Assembly have done in terms of timelines. Yes. And has lent a brand new way of taking over, quote unquote, the world uh, for me to explore. Which is normally in a in a total war game, I will vanquish my enemies by raising up massive, massive, massive armies and just flattening everything in my way. You know, no, yeah. no finesse, no, you know, use of agents and things like that. Just brute force and just hammer everything in your path,
1: which is the but, correct way to do things.
0: Yeah. But this is the first game where I've started paying attention to the way the Navy works. Because ah. oh, the thing about the 19th century, and the thing about ironclads and, and Victorian period boats, is that they had really big guns. Right. So what I, what I now do in, in, in Chauvin Total War is park a couple of battleships off the coast of a city, and bombard the fuck out of it until they agree to be my vassal. Which is a legitimate tactic of the era. It is a legitimate t- and I have to waste no soldiers. I just, I'm just, i just going to wait here and set fire to everything from the sea. And I realized, I'm a fucking monster.
2: <laughs> but it's also a legitimate tactic that uh, has been used in warfare for centuries.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Ever since ships
2: like, had the kind of range to do that, that has been a strategy.
0: And we just go, man, shit, this is clearly all they need to do now is just boats <laughs> so now i need to go back to play some old total war games and pay more attention to naval combat yep
2: and yeah national naval combat is in odyssey as well that's how i sank an athenian ship Ah, yeah. i rammed it and cleaved it in half wow nice <laughs> that is a legitimate tra- uh, strategy uh you normally have like javelins and arrows that you fire off as broadsides which you can upgrade to have like fire and stuff But in in my experience, the simplest one is ramming speed and just hit it full (laughs) in the flank. It's a risk because it will damage your ship as well,
0: but I've gotten away with it so far. Absolutely. Like, he who dares
1: wins. Do you have the one ship, or is it like you just pick any ship at random?
2: Uh, You have a ship. Um, I mean, I'm not at the end of the game. I don't know. But from the way the store makes it sound, it's always get this look for and the name of your ship. So I think it's the same Uh, ship throughout. Basically, you do a favor that, funnily enough, the Cyclops, you save its captain from the Cyclops at the same time as you're looking for a way off the island. So it's like, I saved your life. Way I see it, you owe me a favor. Oh, and what favor do you want? I need a ship and a crew. Of course you do. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And then you are the, well, not the captain, but the charterer of his ship for the rest of the game as far as I can tell and and they quite That's enjoy right. an opportunity to do a bit of piracy on the side if you're so inclined that seems to be their thing
1: <laughs> makes sense I
2: suppose and and yeah the other thing like, we have a topic but god we're an hour in um, the other thing I thought we should give a little chat to this time because I I've seen it all now and I think Kyrie you've seen all of it as well haven't you? Titans, uh, yes, yes. Titans season one. I saw it all. We we have differing opinions. I think.
0: Yeah, like well, that's the thing. I don't not entirely sure what my opinion is. I I know it's not a good opinion, <laughs> or rather, it's not a sparkling opinion.
3: But right, it, but
0: it's okay. not it, I, I've I've come away from it. Thinking, I didn't enjoy that. Not okay. Not and, that and was Phil, terrible.
2: I but, don't know if you're leaving because you have to leave or because of spoilers, but because Jack hasn't seen Titans, we're not going to be spoilery about it. Yes. So if you're worried about Titans spoilers, you can hang around.
0: But if not, and you have a place to be, don't let us keep you. Absolutely. <laughs> Do the important thing. Um. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. Like uh, I don't know. It had it had issues for me, uh, especially towards the end, where I get that, that it's not the end of the season. It's it's like a hiatus.
2: I mean, it is the end of the season,
0: but oh, that's such a dumb way to end a season. I disagree. Ah, oh, fair enough, but like... <laughs> I like
2: it's it's the end of a season. It's not the end of the show. Hello, Caden. It's not the end of <laughs> Titans. So no. why not have your first act end on a down note?
0: It's less a down note and more just it stopped before it resolved anything. Yeah. It,
2: That's, it's a continuing story. It's a penultimate I mean, episode. Return of me. the Jedi can picks up immediately where Empire Strikes Back ends.
0: Yeah, but by by that logic, then like there are there are issues, there are still ongoing problems at the end of New Hope, but New Hope still had a definite ending.
2: Yes, but Return of the Jedi picks up immediately where Empire Strikes Back ends. Like, New Hope is a film that stands alone. Empire and Jedi are two parts of the same story.
0: I, I always I just feel like a season of something should should be, especially the first season of something, should be able to stand alone. <laughs> I get, yeah, they've probably already confirmed that they're getting a second season or what have.
2: You. Yeah, they they had a second season confirmed before they finished filming the yeah. first season.
0: I just think never fucking take that gamble. Just have, don't be afraid to have things be able to stand alone. And I just, I really didn't feel like it. It, it didn't feel like it was a cliffhanger. It didn't feel like it was, um, oh, you better tune in next time to watch the next thing. It just felt like it wasn't finished. And, And, I mean, in a real way,
2: it was. There were actually production issues uh, that wasn't originally the planned ending of the season, but I'm totally okay with this. I agree with them that what they want to do with the finale was perhaps too big to squeeze into that episode. Yeah. And to give it some room to breathe at the start of the next season, I think is a very good idea. And they won a lot from me for, in my opinion, having perhaps the most consistent characterization of DC characters in any live-action thing that DC have ever attempted. Ever?
0: <laughs> <laughs> they've successfully delineated the Robins.
2: Yeah. Uh, like,
3: they've
0: never done that
3: before.
2: <laughs> like Dick Grayson is a central character, and it feels like Dick Grayson. It doesn't feel like trying to amalgamate different Robins into a uh, super Robin called Dick Grayson, which I would argue... Uh, Young Justice has a serious problem with that.
0: Yeah, I, I, again, um, I disagree, but... I, I Young sim-
2: Justice's Robin is not Dick Grayson in any way. Mm. Yeah, that
0: is my biggest problem like, with Young Justice. It makes me not
3: like
2: it. <laughs> I, I will. My big problem with Robin in Young Justice is he's super tech-savvy, like Tim Drake, and when we went to the high school and it showed a shot of a trophy cabinet, Dick Grayson... The gymnast. Not, not the brightest guy in the world, but circus-level gymnast had a mathlete trophy and no gymnastics trophies. What we saw. Well, we saw the whole trophy cabinet. We saw one trophy cabinet. Well, okay, but it, it's if you're going to show one trophy for Dick Grayson, mm. it's not going to be a mathlete competition. It's going to be a gymnastics competition. Um... That's who he is. He's not a techno whiz. He
3: straight up didn't go to school till he moved (laughs) in with Bruce Wayne.
2: (laughs) He was raised in a carnival. Um, Whereas this Dick Grayson is that. He is a think-with-his-fists heart-of-gold guy Um, and a gymnast. And, no spoilers, but another Robin turns up and is very different to Dick Grayson and very much what I would expect from that robin hubcaps um okay that is a spoiler as to who it is if you know the robins but that's fine (laughs) uh and equally like they got rachel right they got raven right now that's going to be divisive because we're talking about uh an angsty teenage girl possessed by a demon so getting that right is instantly going to turn some people off but Mm. i loved it (laughs) <laughs> um i thought gar is uh, the most precious cinnamon roll who must Locking be defended
0: a. absolutely i will agree with you 100 on that
2: beast boy is so good yeah um and the one character they got wrong in terms of personality in the comics is starfire yes uh yeah. she's nothing like she is in the comics <laughs> and i think it's a vast improvement yeah. uh personally I... I really like this
0: starfire I I th- I think uh I probably would have I'm not I'm not saying like oh yeah no, I I love all interpretations of Starfire and all that stuff I just I found it really jarring expecting one thing and then having something completely different yeah like, I'll I'll, com- I'll give you or, that like, which one, is a complete one 180 on what like the, every other not every other but like the sort of quote massive air quote accepted uh yes. way of doing Starfire is
2: which is fair, because that's how I feel about Dick Grayson in Young Justice. Hmm. Although in Young Justice's case, I can't see it as an improvement.
0: But it's just, yeah, it's just like this whole... Uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't think Starfire ever grew on me throughout the, the series. That's fair. No, I mean, she
2: is such a big departure from the comics, I can totally accept that. Yeah. Uh, she grew on me within about 30 seconds. I I was digging her disco style throughout. um, And also just having her in the role she was in, in terms of why she was dispatched to Earth. It makes sense why they wouldn't send someone with the the traditional personality of Starfire.
0: Agree, it it fits the show, yeah.
2: Yes. Um, Also, the Doom Patrol were there as a soft pilot for their show.
0: Which was probably the thing that turned me off the show oh, entirely. You, you couldn't
2: be more wrong. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like it pissed me off no end that we were three episodes into a show and they were like, "Hey, here's a pilot for another show." Like, no, no, build the characters you've already introduced. We don't, we don't need more characters that aren't going to play any more part in this show. Do a pilot for their own show separately. Don't take time out of this show, which that you haven't even started yet, really, to do a different show. Like, stick to the thing that you're trying no, to do. I... I
2: I see where you're coming from, but I disagree. Like soft pilots in American TV are a very common thing. Yeah, and it's um, I just, and it was yeah. it fit in the context of this show because it was an introduction to Garfield. It was you know it gave us that in to Beast
0: Boy. But he was already there, like not as if we didn't know anything about him at that point. But he was already there. We didn't need all the rest of like you. All you need to do is just say that he had some some dealings with you know, another group. And then get on with telling the Titan story.
2: But then you couldn't have had the narrative of that episode. I thought it was a great episode. Mm. I I thought having the Doctor try and cure Raven was a really interesting insight into Raven. Like, she's a different kind of outsider to the Doom Patrol, you know? Her problem isn't so easily fixed, let's put it that way. Um, And... Uh it and ramped up. His fixes
3: up. might be a bit garbage.
2: Well, yeah, yeah, and his fixes are a bit garbage. But it also ramped up the darkness of Raven. Um it, it gave us a look at the potential consequences uh in a way that I thought was you know I, I it, like very in epi- fitting.
0: In episode what, one or two, she made a man vomit up the entirety of his insides. I don't I don't feel like she needed to be darker
2: dude. you. Yeah, but she didn't have that ascension filling a room with darkness that she did in doom patrol mm. um but th- that's again getting spoilery but it's spoilery for like episode three so, yeah, it <laughs> so I'm, I'm thinking if, it, if it's the first couple of episodes it's fine hey not... ravens are demons spoilers yeah. um <laughs> i really liked it i part of it i admit is bias i really like jeff johns um and i his writing came through in every line of dialogue in that episode i really like the doom patrol uh so seeing them on screen and done well. I really enjoyed. I, I can totally see where you're coming from about soft-piloting something so early into their own show.
0: But... I, I would probably really, 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 really be sold on it if they did it as something separate, as they did, if they did a pilot episode for Doom Patrol, completely. even if you just do it as a one-off special on Netflix, or whatever, it's just a one-episode of Doom Patrol pilot type thing, that would be great. It's just the fact that it comes in, or even if you did it later on in, in Titans, when you've developed the characters mm. of the, of the, the main but, crew.
2: But I feel like they couldn't leave it too much later on because you've got to remember DC is setting up their own whole streaming service. Yeah. They're ramping out content quickly. And if you want to put this in front of an audience, this made sense as a way to do it. And I don't think it took anything away from Titans as a show. I feel like we still got plenty of character work from uh, at least Rachel and Gar in that episode. And and Beast Boy needed more characterization to catch up with the others at that hmm. point. So I don't mind having a Garfield heavy episode for his first full episode.
0: It's just we also get like the sort of look into the other characters of the Doom Patrol, which yeah, okay, that's that's great and all, but they're not they're not a part of Titans. And in a in a like a long spanning show, like if you have got like say, take like a, one of the the nineties um, Star Trek shows, for example, yeah, like where you'd have the occasional like crossover ones, you'd have um, uh, I forget what the name of it was now, but like the DS Nine TNG stuff after the Battle of, Wolf, uh, fucking what's it called? Wolf three fifty nine. Yeah, where you have was it literally just it was the pilot of it was the start of DS Nine where you had yeah, uh, I mean
2: traditionally they had the first episodes. As sort of crossovers. Yeah. Uh, TNG, you had McCoy coming aboard. Um, then later on, uh, you had um, Cisco talking to Picard because the Enterprise was docked at Deep Space Nine in the pilot. And Voyager left for its mission in the Briar Patch from Deep Space Nine. Uh, so you had that sort of handover episode
0: yeah. I didn't at the know start that. of I, each one. I didn't know that last one. That's pretty cool. Um, but I feel like those shows each ha- were sort of drawing upon a long period of time, not necessarily in terms of show, like there's only three seasons of original series, but then that long period of time with things yes. being built up and everything. <laughs> but th- I just feel like three episodes of a show isn't really enough time for it to think go And now we're going to hand off to this show on this side, and like, ah, uh, uh, just, yeah, it just, it really rubbed me the wrong way and just really felt like they were just not having any faith in their own, like, their own uh writing on this one show like they they have to go right oh shit people aren't gonna be paying attention uh let's go with like push this one push this one like no just push the people will watch the show that you are showing them if you keep it interesting don't flake out and try and push something else at the same time i don't think that's what they were doing personally it it really felt like it to me that's fair
2: enough it's all part of jeff johns's plan for the the dc streaming tv like it's not like they put that in in response to being scared about ratings. It was all no. written before it was started, you know. I,
0: exactly, yeah. But this is it's just sort of how it sort of how it comes across. It just mm. like they were setting out to go right. By this point people are going to be bored of this show, so let's start pushing this show.
2: Okay, I I think we're going to have to agree to disagree yeah, on that absolutely, one. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, there's also some other characters who turn up. I, I don't. I think saying Hawk and Dove are in it is fine. They're like episode two. Yes. Um. So that's not really spoilery. And I really liked this take on Hawk and Dove, even if it felt a little bit more Watchmen than DC. It was like ugly. they were dark as fuck.
0: It was a bit uncomfortable, wasn't it?
2: <laughs> yeah. Um. um. But I mean, they always have been. Interesting in that sense. Like part of me was misremembering and going, were they Vertigo? I can't remember. Were they because they've always felt like Vertigo characters.
0: They've always, always not. drawn on the whole politics thing, haven't they? In yeah, the oh,
2: yeah. yeah well because they're Warhawk and Peace stuff.
0: Exactly, yeah. But there was none of I mean, like on, on the surface level, there's none of that in, in Titans in that no. you don't, mentioned it outright. I mean, there may be... No, well, the, I mean, there. this
2: was Hank and Dawn, not Hank and Don, although you see that later. Yes, um, I,
0: I, I was like, oh, cool, they've got... It's, it's this Hawk and Dove, like, wait a minute, as the, and then the flashback's like, wait a minute. Yeah. That. Oh, no, what's... Wait.
2: And you have to remember that Hank and Dawn, as Hawk and Dove, were a Rob Liefeld creation, so they felt true to <laughs> Liefeld's intent, I think. Not enough pouches. Not enough pouches, but everything else I think he would have approved. Uh, and there's another character who turns up towards the end of the season. And I I loved seeing them. Uh, and I think they did that character extremely well. And I'm dancing around who it is.
0: I'm um, trying to remember
2: who it is. Um, How can I put this? Yeah. Dick's friend uh, that he used to hang out in Wayne Manor with.
0: Um, Who is uh, now
2: a photographer?
0: Yes, shit. Yes, of course. Yes. Yeah.
2: <laughs> there we go. Danced around it successfully. Yes, well done. Um, like I, I felt that was a really fun inclusion. Um, and I think they did them really well. And okay, spoiler, but very vague spoiler alluding Ooh. to something. oh the best kind. I really, really liked that Joker is in this show, but isn't in this show. Yes. I think that episode, where Joker is in this show, but not, and Riddler is in the show, but not, and Two-Face is in the show, but not, the way they handled acknowledging all these characters exist without doing much to establish a version of them and leaving them uh, not to your imagination, but so much to your knowledge of the characters... I think they did that really well. That, I mean, that was done beautifully.
0: And it's not just the villains either. It's, I mean, it's Batman as well. Ooh. That we never see. He's there, yeah. but not. And even Superman.
2: There's, there's yeah, one yeah. little line from the other Robin. Still not establishing who that is. Yep. Who says to Dick at one point, you know, Bruce was never the same after you left. Alfred said it. I've said it. Hell, I think I heard Superman say it once. Yeah. And it's just that little, yeah, this, this whole universe is a thing. This is it the is, full is. DC universe. We're just, we're with the Titans.
0: And that, that's right. That is what I really enjoy. This is, this is like, it's like the opposite end of the thing to the Doom Patrol thing. It's them going, hey, yeah, the rest of the DC world is out there, but that's not what the focus of this is on. We're on the Titans. I, I really like it when they did that, when they were just like, they're not, that they're, they're part of these people's world, and they've impacted on their lives, but they are not relevant to this plot yeah. right now. Yeah. Uh, maybe they will be in the future, but probably not. But... <laughs> and I also and... like that with no sort of... We, because we don't focus in on Batman for massive lengths of time, we only really have to go on what the Robins say about him.
2: Yes, and also the flashbacks to Dick growing up in Wayne Manor, where you see bruce which is a different thing to seeing batman and oh my god did i love how fucking creepy and sinister they make bruce in dick's memories
0: yeah he's just that kind of (laughs) the guy's taking you in but he won't greet you he's just no he's always in
2: your room in the window watching from the balcony uh silhouetted in the doorway it's just always really sinister yeah like batman he behaves like the bat towards Dick in his own home, and that was just deliciously unsettling.
0: Yeah, and again, we we sort of... Because it's his flashbacks, We I'm not saying it, it's definitely going to be an unreliable narrator thing. But
2: it's how Dick remembers it.
0: Yeah, and yeah. This, this Dick, I'm just going to say, is not necessarily like, a great judge of character.
2: Oh god, no. But <laughs> I will say this, like, we we mocked the shit out of the trailer for this when it first came out, and yes. I feel rightfully so.
0: It was not a good trailer.
2: It was not a good trailer, but I do feel that by the end of the season Dick has earned fuck Batman.
0: Yeah. If, if, if Batman is exactly how Dick is remembering him and portraying him. Well, not even... That is how
2: Dick remembers him. So yeah. in Dick's mind... Fuck yeah, that man.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's just sort of a. Ooh. it It is the kind of the Nightwing split of just. And it, although he's not Nightwing, it's. Or yet. We'll he, will he will yeah. be. He will be. It is the sort of the Nightwing split of just going, right, I, I, I've now taken a step back and I've just realized one thing, and that is Bruce should never be allowed to have children. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like, Unfortunately, he keeps getting them. Yeah, I'm not. I wasn't his ward. I wasn't his son. I was a fucking child soldier, um, and that's clearly, I think, affected him way more than the death of his parents did.
2: Yeah, I think um, that's probably true.
0: Yeah. So, was Batman a positive influence on this guy's life? Uh, maybe not for this thing. Like, maybe he would have been better off with his uh, with the circus. I forget what his name was now. It's Haley Circus. Yeah, the Haley Circus. the the, the, the strong man. Oh yeah, yeah. Um Oh fuck, Atlas. I loved him. Atlas. yeah Atlas, yeah. he
2: was such a good character. <laughs> he was amazing. That episode was heartbreaking.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: But yeah, it's you gotta remember, not only is this a first season. Yes. Yep. It's a first attempt by this team to make anything. You know, it's the team they're setting up to do the live action stuff for the DC streaming service. Mm. So it's a, a massive first. And I think, yeah, it wasn't flawless.
0: But Are you, it, was, it wasn't going to be. God, no. Yeah.
2: And I think it's really, if this is the start of a direction, I'm really psyched about where they're going to go. Yeah, um, this is the first step. More Titans, more Doom Patrol. Um, Stargirl is coming by the end of this year. Yes, yeah. Which will be interesting, because I know Jeff Johns is heavily, heavily involved in all of this. He's like the Kevin Feige of DC now. Yeah. Um, And Stargirl was created by Jeff Johns in honor of his own sister, who died. Um, So that's a very personal project for him. And then, of course, the Harley Quinn series by the end of the year as well. It's going to be an interesting lineup. Yeah. Is that the animated Harley? Uh, Yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But it's on the same network, so he'll have his... He'll have his hand in that, I'm sure,
3: mm. uh,
2: because he's basically overseeing everything that will be on this network, from what I can tell. Uh, it's it's going to be interesting. I'm, I'm looking forward to more Titans. I'm looking forward to more Doom Patrol. and very curious about what happens with Stargirl. Yeah. I can see it crossing over with this, and I don't know if you've heard the rumors about who is coming in for season two of
0: Titans. Uh, I've not.
2: And I'm not talking about the end of uh, after credit scene at the end of the season, which oh, tells shit, us yes. who definitely is. Yeah. Um. But one of the rumored characters they're adding, well, not even rumored. Sorry, there's been a casting call. It's it's out there. Uh, Ravager. Holy shit. Yeah. Oh. And given Ravager's history, will she be one of the Teen Titans, or will she be a villain, or will she be one then the other? Yes. <laughs> So I'm kind of looking forward to that because I really like Rose Wilson as a character.
0: Yeah, shit. Like, oh, man.
2: Yeah, they put out casting for both her and uh, Deathstroke.
0: Oh, wow. Oh, fuck. That asshole.
2: Well, I mean, if if you've got one Wilson, you probably need the other.
0: Uh, true, but like with with like we've got Robin, but we essentially don't have Batman. Like, I was hoping yeah. if, we, if we had Ravager, we wouldn't have to have <laughs> Deathstroke. <laughs> well, that's the that thing. They,
2: they had to cast Batman. It's, he's not part of the story, but they cast yeah. him.
0: Uh, it was, one mm-hmm. thing I will say is, like, I, it's, I don't know if it's necessarily spoiler territory to say who isn't in Teen Titans, uh, not Teen Titans, uh, Young Justice Season 3. But, like, I was really hoping we would have Ravager by this point, and she hasn't turned <laughs> up in Young <laughs> Justice. Uh, we, have, we, we do have Scandal Savage, though. Ooh.
2: Which is cool. Okay, colour me intrigued. Because yeah. she is one of my favourite DC characters.
0: She's only she's only had a couple lines and she's been in one episode, but like she's clearly they're pointing, and going, This is gonna be big. Like keep your eye. And now we're on fucking hiatus until June. <laughs> um I'm
2: I'm still working my way through season one of that show. Yeah,
0: no, you've got you've got bags of time before you get to her, so that's
2: that's fine. So yeah, cool. that's Titans. Yeah, uh, I I love it. Kyrie has mixed opinions. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna say I
0: hate it, I'm not gonna say that's the thing is I'm just like, I still don't fully know how I feel about it. Like, it's it's complicated. Ooh,
3: and
2: God, one thing I really wanna say, but Ah, oh, how to avoid this. So I really, really liked. Yeah. Oh, this is complicated. They they did a spin in the last episode. They did a spin on a classic Batman story I have very ambivalent feelings about uh, using the other Robin that we alluded to before.
3: Oh, yes. Yeah. Um,
2: And whilst I have hugely ambivalent feelings about the original story they did their own version of, Mm. the Titans take on it, references it, because it is a classic story that you can't avoid being part of the dc canon Mm. but did it in a way that i had much much less ambivalent feelings about and i was like okay that's how you homage that without saddling yourself with the problems of it um yeah man that if you don't know what we're talking about that makes no sense but (laughs) (laughs) but if you've seen it uh hopefully you'll get what i'm referencing yeah yeah I, I think that Kyrie picked up on it, and that's a I, good sign uh, that, that if you did. know what I'm talking about, then you get what I'm saying.
0: Yeah. Mm. Um, I thought that was very
2: I... cleverly handled.
0: And a different villain involved as well.
2: Yeah, that's what I mean. Different different victim, different villain. Same consequence. Because yeah, the consequence of. is what matters. Yeah. Well, yeah, sort
0: of. <laughs> oh, no, no, it is. It is, it is the same consequence. Oh, yeah, sorry, I just realized, like, I, for some reason, I imagined this character walk uh no, I'm definitely going to into spoiler territory there. I was remembering <laughs> things incorrectly. Yes. Uh, but yeah, okay, that's
2: that. Man, yep. we don't really have long enough to talk about the whole rumble.
0: We don't. Uh, it would be much the same as our conversation about Titans. You liked it, I didn't. <laughs> yes. I'm very brave of them to have Lana win, though, I will say. <laughs> as, look, I loved it because
2: Selena Vega came out as Vega. And yes, that that's amazing, yeah. That's it, they won. <laughs> that, that was all I needed to put the whole show over. Yeah. Um, no, but seriously, Charlotte's makeup and robe. Oh, God.
0: I said exactly the same thing. I was like, you know what? I quite like Charlotte, but like, I don't want her to win this because like, she's already like done too many like women's title matches at, at big pay-per-views and all that sort of stuff. Give it, give it a chance to someone else. And then I saw her come out. I was like, no, let her win. She, <laughs> she's, she, let her win. Yeah. Uh,
2: the Queen looked like it. Yeah, at the rumble, absolutely. she looked magnificent. So between that and Zelina's Vega entrance, like they that made up for a lot of negatives.
0: Also, that that rumble had both Kyrie Sane and Rhea Ripley in it, so eleven out yeah, of ten. Yeah, um, <laughs> and uh, it's Oops, look, actually one thing I wanted to say about
2: both rumble matches. Mm-hmm. Um, there were no legend appearances at all. Ah.
0: Uh I mean unless well, you count Jeff
2: Jarrett. I was gonna say unless you count Hornswoggle, But um... oh, fucking hell. <laughs> Jeff Jarrett, okay, yes. Yeah. But he w- he was he was a gag. Um but okay, one, one out of sixty. Yeah. And it was a good gag. I it was admit. a good gag. Uh one legend appearance out of sixty. Now yeah. traditionally, the reason for all those legend appearances isn't because they wanna bring back the legends. Traditionally, the problem is if you fill a whole card of matches and then you account for the injuries, and then you account for the people who just aren't very good, they don't have enough people. Yeah. This showed the depth of talent that they've got on Raw, SmackDown, NXT, NXT UK, 205 Live. Yeah. that They were not struggling. They had 60 people in Rumble matches alone, and I was sat there going, oh, there are people I would add to this.
0: Yes, they're actually <laughs> missing a few. And, this and is that's thing- rare. The, the men's rumble, I, I was blown away because I was like, holy shit, uh, Mustafa Ali, he's, he's moved to SmackDown now. He's not 205 Live anymore. Uh, and I loved him in 205 Live. He's one of my favorites. He's a bit um, of both, isn't he? Because um, a still lot be of the Cruiserweights are kind of on both. Ah, okay. As far, from what I heard, like, late December, so very, very recently, he's just moved to SmackDown. Oh, okay. Um, supposed to be feuding with Samoa Joe. And I'm like, holy shit, the things Joe can do with a cruiserweight, like the yeah. matches they can put on. And I was like, oh fuck, it's just they're just going to be jobbing him out. That like you can't put him over Joe, that just doesn't work. And then watching the Rumble, and I'm not sure how many others he did, but Mustafa Ali definitely eliminated at least two people. Yeah, it was Samoa only two. Joe, Samoa Joe and Shinsuke Nakamura. So it's like he eliminated Joe, the guy he's supposed to be feuding with, and holy yep. shit, that builds him to. And the guy who won the Rumble last year. Yep, yeah, he did. Fucking hell, they've put some, like, goddamn shine on that guy.
2: Oh, yeah, they've strapped a rocket to him. Most far, yeah. has got such a push on him right now. Um, but there was a few interesting stats this year. One of my favorites being that we're, there were three women in the Women's Rumble who had longer match times than the Iron Man time for the Man's Rumble. Wow. Uh, Seth Rollins had the Iron
0: Man time for the men's rumble, and a
2: lot of that was spent lying around on the outside.
0: It was. that They were really protecting, like, it was him and, and um, fucking Strowman that just, like, spent a lot of the time doing fuck all. Yep. He had 43 minutes in the match. Um,
2: whereas over on the women's side, Sarah Logan had... Oh, no, sorry. Sarah Logan had, like, five minutes. Uh, Charlotte Flair had 50 minutes.
0: Yeah. Ember Moon had 52 and Natalia had fifty six. And you know what's amazing about that fifty minutes of Charlotte Flair? What's that? I don't think I don't think she bled. No, I know. I don't, I don't think she bled from the mouth. I don't, think she did. Time. I don't think
2: she did. I don't think she did. I think she was blood free for for a whole God. fifty minutes. <laughs> wow, which is pretty remarkable. And the shortest time in a rumble was Titus O'Neil with. Uh, no, sorry, it was No Way Jose with two seconds.
0: Oh yes, yeah. And
2: uh, in the women's, it was Liv Morgan with eight seconds. Uh, Similarly awful. Uh, Also, of course, um, a first time. The first time someone has uh, entered both the women's and the men's rumble in the same night.
0: Where. Well, I mean, we've only had a women's rumble for two years. That's
2: right. Yeah. So Beth Phoenix was the first to enter both.
0: Oh, I see. Yes, because she was in the men's
2: rumble way back, and she was in the women's rumble last year.
0: Yep, yep, that makes it. Yep.
2: And then this year, Nia Jax was the first to enter both in the same night.
0: That yeah, that spot. I'm not. I'm not entirely sure how I feel about that spot. Because at first, I was very, very happy. Oh fuck yeah, we get some more Nia Jax. I'm happy about this. But it quickly just devolved into. Her just getting kicked around. It did. And And it felt very, you're not a part of this. Like, you can't hang with this. I can see that. I can totally see that. But I'm sure that wasn't their intent, but it sort of came across that way. I was like, ooh, this is a bit... Hmm." To
2: me, it sent a different message. Okay. There are rules that say the men are not allowed to do moves on the women. Yeah. You'll notice whenever the woman is in the ring, she can hit the men... But the they're men vice versa. Yeah. don't vice versa. Here we got Nia Jax in the ring taking an RKO. She took a super kick. She took a six-one-nine. She they're like, eh, you know what? I, it's actually a compliment to her.
0: Yeah, no, no. I, I, that I, I, it comes across weird. It, yeah. <laughs> it, it's just the fact that she just took all of those from everyone just surrounding yes. her, working together to take out Nia Jackson. Like. But also, Uh,
2: isn't that traditionally the way that the Rumble deals with the biggest threats? That's what they do to Kane. That's what they do to Big Show. That's what they do to the big threats. And again, they're treating her as the big threat. I mean, they're not. But (laughs) they're they're doing to her what is traditionally done to the big threat. And I thought that was actually, again, quite complimentary. It may have been a little bit half-assed and come across weird. But in in the sort of the meta of wrestling, Hmm. it was hugely complimentary. And she got an elimination, uh, which, let's face it, Bobby Lashley, Jeff Hardy, Shelton Benjamin, Apollo Crews, Pete Dunne, Xavier Woods, No Way Jose, Kofi Kingston, Titus O'Neil, Jinder Mahal, Big E, Kurt Angle, and Jeff Jarrett didn't. Uh, so she got yeah. more limbs
0: than all of them. I, lo- I love <laughs> that you included No Way Jose. Oh, <laughs> <Like, laughs> well, he didn't get any elims. She did better than No Way Jose. <laughs> Clearly it was a great night. Oh, actually, you know what? Whilst I've got you here as well, I I keep meaning to ask this, because I've been doing some Googling, and I'm finding it really fucking difficult to get a straight goddamn answer. Okay, I will answer if I can. Becky Lynch's nickname. The man. The man. Where does that come from? Um, Because I can't find a straight goddamn answer on Google. Now, I didn't
2: witness the birth of the nickname myself, but what I've pieced together, and I don't know if this is the case, is um, Charlotte co-opted rick's line and said if you want to be the woman you got to beat the woman
0: oh i see yeah yeah
2: and becky is like i'm not the woman i'm the man uh in a a weird way trying to one up as if the man is better than the woman which is a little bit awkward
0: that's what i've sort of found bits alluding to that going yeah that is a bit odd the other thing i found mentioning it was mentioning that it could be a sly dig at um, Ronda Rousey. Oh, it's that too? Yeah. yeah it like, is I that really too. hope it's there. Yeah.
3: yeah,
2: it is definitely that. Um, but I think it originated out of the feud with Charlotte, with the woman and the man.
0: Right. Um, yeah.
2: uh, but, like, Becky Lynch is just the hottest thing in WWE right now. And and they you called really me crazy for betting on a woman who wasn't in the Rumble to win the Rumble, but who's
0: laughing now?
2: Me, say. Lana won!
0: <laughs> Lana did I mean, not win! She had a second, you know? <laughs> she had a stand-in. Uh,
2: so yeah, as soon as she lost clean to Oscar, I was like, ah, oh, there you go, there's your Rumble winner. <laughs> uh, in fact I'd said it before the Rumble started I said yeah. that Becky Lynch would win it because it's the only way it's the only route to get her from here to facing Ronda at Wrestlemania which you know is going to be the main event
0: absolutely well it's probably going to end up being a three way well you say that um, There,
2: from what I've read and again mm-hmm. all rumours and bullshit there is a lot of heat on keeping Charlotte out of that match okay they're saying it should be Ronda and Becky one-on-one, but it's, it's, it's WWE, it's politics, it's like, who wants mm. Charlotte in it and who doesn't? Uh, if if Vince wants her in it, she'll be in it. At the end and of the day.
0: I, I, I remember saying, I remember talking about it with, with Rowan, and she was just like, uh, we were discussing it and saying, you know, oh, maybe we shouldn't have, you know, I mean, I love Charlotte, but like she probably doesn't need to be in the, in the main event, and then going, no, no, she absolutely does. I'm like, what, really? Because yeah. Main event at WrestleMania? Yes, I think just throw as many women in there as you can do, because like fucking hell, if we we need, like I'd rather it be that like anyone than fucking Seth Rollins, Brock Lesnar. Hmm. And I mean, it
2: it will be uh because yeah. right if you're booking WrestleMania, you've got a four hour show, you've got a tired audience. What is going to make four the, hours? It's WrestleMania. It's going to be it's at seven, least seven, dude. Well, yeah, I wasn't counting the pre-show.
0: Neither
2: um, am I. <laughs> yeah, fair point. You know, you've got a tired audience. Yeah, And you want them to cheer when the main event kicks off. Now, what's going to do that? Is it going to be another Brock Lesnar match? And if so, they won't cheer at the beginning, they'll cheer at the end if he loses. Huge pop mm. to end the show. Great. But you don't get a cheer at the beginning. Becky Lynch comes out. Boom. Ruth gets taken off the arena. Simple yeah. as that. And you get the huge cheer at the end when she beats Ronda. Yeah. So, so- it's got to be the main event.
0: She needs to be the main event. We need, we need a women's match to headline WrestleMania.
2: Oh, and speaking of rumors and speculation, mm-hmm. this is all rumors and speculation, but I want it to be true. Delicious, oh, delicious I, oh I want it to be true. Because <laughs> there are times when you hear stories about people being unhappy and you feel sympathy for them, and then there are times when you hear about Ronda Rousey being unhappy.
3: <gasps> Yay!
2: Um, <laughs> and it's not a story where anyone is doing anything to her that would even engender sympathy. So this is pure pure unfiltered schadenfreude. Um,
0: is it that she doesn't like being booed?
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh no! That Because they, they never saw Becky coming. Like, when she was signed, there was no way to predict Becky would be this popular. And on Raw, they booed her out of the building. Mm. Uh because becky was there and apparently she really doesn't like it really (laughs) doesn't like it in the thinking of stepping away from tv role level of doesn't like it and i'm like oh please oh let ronda be that unhappy because one she deserves to be and two i want (laughs) to see her less um so that's delicious that is delicious news i want it to be true yeah (laughs) So that that might be the best thing to come out of the Becky Lynch rise.
0: You know what I hope definitely doesn't happen is that then AEW doesn't pick her up. As in, I hope yeah, don't, yeah,
2: yeah. AEW is looking good. Like the talent really they're getting, is. they signed Jimmy Havoc today.
0: Oh shit. Yes! I know, right? (laughs) Oh, God, no!
2: I know! It's like, well, that's one way to keep the AEW roster fresh. Just let Jimmy kill them occasionally. Yeah, like, holy
0: shit, that man keeps fucking razor blades hidden under his goddamn fingernails.
2: Yep, that guy is going to be interesting to watch in AEW. But um, Oh, the other thing I wanted to say, not Rumble. Mm -hmm. Have you seen Daniel Bryan's new belt?
0: The the oak and fucking hemp. The one. hemp canvas and
2: naturally fallen oak wood championship belt. Yep. Oh my god. It's so good. <laughs> Why? I mean, it says because he's a vegan, and the traditional is belt is okay. made of leather. Right. Okay. And his character right now is he's he's always been a vegan, and a lot of the wrestlers are like Pete Dunne's a vegan and um, Tyler Bate and like half the British wrestlers are vegans and there's a bunch of vegans in WWE and it doesn't hugely get talked about, but that's Daniel Bryan's character right now is he's one of those preachy vegans. Uh Um, uh, and he hates on the industry because everyone drives big SUVs and flies around everywhere and leather belts and that's his character. And what does it say about Vince McMahon that he's, he cares about the environment, therefore he's a heel. Um, (laughs) That <laughs> tells you yeah. everything you need to know about Vince McMahon. But he said like a year ago that if he was going to have a long run with the championship, he he didn't want the leather belt because he was vegan, and he joked like maybe I'll get them to make one out of hemp or something. And it's finally happened.
0: He's here. <laughs> I got to like the the fucking the, the moment you realise that the this is, Daniel Bryan knows exactly how to turn who he is into a a heel or a face gimmick uh, the either way he do, he spins it. Is do you remember when he was on NXT? Back yes. when it was like a, a reality TV show. Yeah. And one of the, I say Massive Echoes, you know, reality TV show, when like one of the, the, the challenges they had to do was, right, here are your t shirts, sell as many as you can. Mm. Like go out into the audience and hawk as many of your fucking t shirts as you can. And his method was literally just ran into the crowd and just started throwing his t shirts at people, yelling down with capitalism. <laughs> I love Daniel nice. Bryan. Like you can turn that heel, you can turn that face. He is fucking yep. genius at just going right. This, I'm going to turn myself up to eleven, but however, like I'm going to push the dial towards heel or face. And it's still just me. Like he's fucking amazing. But I have to ask: when he turned heel, yes, did he do it by striking AJ Styles in the dick? Yes. When Shinsuke Nakamura turned heel, yes. Did he do it by striking AJ Styles in the dick? Yes, he did. Does AJ Styles' penis turn people evil? (laughs) Yes, it does.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You're right. Yep. It's uh, AJ Styles' junk is responsible for evil.
0: (laughs) It's the heel turn cock.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and one other thing I want to say about the Rumble. Um, Yes. I'm a huge mark for Johnny Gargano. Oh, Um, yes. Johnny Wrestling. And it was his first Rumble. And I'm a huge mark for his wife, Candice LeRae. Yep. Also known as Candice Wrestling. It was her first Rumble. Yeah. Um, and I know from interviews, this has been their dream for a really long time. Both of them have dreamed of being in the Rumble because it's the Rumble. And they both mm. were on the same night. And there was an adorable Instagram post from Johnny where he, uh, he posted, you know, this is my favorite moment of the weekend. And it was a photo of him backstage watching Candice in the Rumble.
0: Oh, my God.
2: They are oh, so, so gorgeous together. They are lovely. You
0: fucking oh, gross, adorable <laughs> kids.
2: And this was the night after he put on a fucking match of the year candidate with Ricochet as well.
0: Yeah. Oh.
2: Because, again, as always, NXT TakeOver was on the night before the WWE main event yeah. pay-per-view and was better.
3: <laughs>
2: yeah. It just was. <laughs> like, he beat Ricochet, didn't he? Uh, yeah, he did. The, yeah, he did. It's uh, American it's Part of his heel um, storyline uh. is he's now a do anything to win heel. Uh, right. He he's been drinking the Tommaso Champa Kool Aid. It doesn't matter how good you are. It doesn't matter how nice you are. It matters if you win. Um, Kool Aid. Um, like their storyline has run over a year now, hmm. which for the WWE, which typically can't tell a story for more than three weeks. Uh, is interesting, <laughs> you know, to have a storyline that's maintained itself for over a year. Uh, and now we have the rise of Dark DIY, uh, which I predict will not be called DIY, but will be the Hart family, but not H-A-R-T such as Hart Foundation, H-E-R-E-A-R-T, mm. uh, because their nicknames are the Rebel Heart and the Black Heart, And I say this because Tommaso Chamfer did a tweet Uh, towards the end of the year, because he was up for a few of the uh, NXT year-end awards, which are People's Choice and You Vote by Hashtag. And he proposed some hashtags you could use to vote for him in every category, including (laughs) the ones he wasn't nominated in. And in Best Tag Team, it was Hashtag Heart Family. And I was like, oh, hello. Uh, Black Heart and Rebel Heart, Heart Family. Hmm. So I think that was a little uh, foreshadowing.
0: Yeah. Also, we've had a question in the thing. You're aware of Chris Wolf, right? i am yeah i'm so
2: sad i'm so sad she she announced her retirement on monday um oh, wow. because of post concussion syndrome um, oh, yeah uh i'm aware of chris wolf i've met chris wolf chris wolf wrestles at eve wrestling at bethnal green quite a lot um she's one of the the nicest people i have met there she is <laughs> fucking adorable um i once caught her wolf head when it was punted out of the ring by charlie evans and handed it back to her and she was very sweet about that um (laughs) chris is amazing uh chris is hyperactively friendly um she's in any match she's probably the biggest fan there even if she's in the match uh
0: like oh that's that is always a good sign yeah
2: I I love it when she's in a tag team uh, or indeed as she was, she won in a, um, uh, sorry, she Viva series uh, in a survivor style match. Cause her cheering on her teammates is the most adorable thing I've ever seen in wrestling. (laughs) I said of Chris, when she retired, I said, she's entertained me more at ringside cheering on her tag partners than some wrestlers have managed in their entire career. Um, And she's also just one of the, (laughs) she fucks with her own announcement. So her announcement is she has the ring announcer describe her as made in Japan, but then consistently interrupts the ring announcer, and when they say made in, she goes, your mom!
3: <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: <laughs>
1: wow.
2: Chris is superb. Um, yeah, I fucking love her, and she's adorable. Um, and watching her do the live stream on YouTube where she announced her retirement was goddamn heartbreaking. Mm. Um uh but they as she was she still managed to make that hilarious because it's her and she was talking about how you know what comes next what do i do next and she said well maybe i'll like work shadow people because i'm always really interested in learning new things so like I'll follow a carpenter around and learn how to carpent things and follow a plumber and learn how to plumb i like not good enough to do it as a job just like the bare minimum just learn how to not functionally do things with chris wolf that could be fun and someone in the chat was like, Would you consider doing a dirty job? And she's like, oh, What would you call a dirty job? Oh, no, now I'm really excited because some of my friends are dominatrixes. Ooh, <laughs> but I don't think I could do that for YouTube.
3: Uh,
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's just I amazing. Mean, uh... <laughs> she's great. And I, I have a feeling this is not the last the internet will hear of Chris Wolf. It's just um, the last wrestling we'll see from chris wolf and i know she has a big retirement event planned in april or is planning a retirement event for april um and i'm really hoping like there's only a few places that might be given the promotions she has close ties with i'm hoping it will be at eve Uh, that would be pretty amazing and if not eve maybe progress or wxw or something in the country i can get to uh, it's it's probably going to be in Europe uh, she recently got married to a uh, adorably tall viking lady um, oh. yes uh, and there's a, a gorgeous photo she shared on Instagram uh, just after the ceremony uh, of her jumping uh, because she's a wrestler, cause she can jump really well because uh, she wants to be on eye level with her wife in the photo oh, <laughs> so oh <my laughs> it's
0: her leaping
2: up to the same head height for the photo it's like, oh. Oh. And yes, that's my person, she calls her, because Chris, of course, is a wolf. Yep. Uh, so it's a wolf person marriage um, or wolf <laughs> Viking marriage, uh, which, you know, we, we can't be prejudiced against wolves and Vikings marrying each other. Uh, it makes them happy and it hurts no one. <laughs> <laughs> she also refers to all of her fans as uh, delicious bags of meat or just delicious meat. <laughs>
0: If that makes sense, yeah
2: uh, and her, right, you need to go back and watch some of her promos on YouTube because they are fucking hilarious, she doesn't script them, and as I said she is a hyperactively happy person so her interviews are the most glorious non-sequitur written things I've ever heard, <laughs> such as hi, I'm Chris Wolf, and I'm a wolf, and tonight I'm wrestling a child um, <laughs> 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 she's brilliant uh, and she will be sorely, sorely missed but it's a perfect example of something I've long said, which is that the, the first and foremost thing I wish to the wrestlers I love is a long, successful career filled with happiness and laughter. But not everyone gets that. So the second most important thing I wish the wrestlers I love is the sense to get out while they can. Yes. Um, because this is an industry that can destroy you. And it sounds like she's getting out at the right time. So, yeah,
0: I mean, if you think even you know, fifteen years ago, like when post concussion syndrome wasn't really sort of looked into in the wrestling in wrestling industry, yeah, yeah, it's
2: done bad things to a lot of people. Yeah. Um, and yeah, she was talking how she'd had a couple of blackouts and some memory issues, and I'm like, okay, yeah, time to go.
0: Yeah, um, absolutely,
2: and wish her all all the um all the happiness in her Viking wolf future. All of her in laws are tall. She is really annoyed about that. <laughs> she is tiny. She is not very tall at all. So is there anything else we wanted to cover this week? Um I got some new shoes. <laughs> oh, one thing I will say actually. Um yeah. another adorable like why are we talking about the adorable couples of wrestling this week? But um you you saw Takeover, right?
0: Uh, I saw take over Blackpool. Ah, oh, but not Phoenix. Not Phoenix. No, no. Right.
2: Uh, so the opening uh, match on uh, The opening match on that one was the War Raiders versus the Undisputed Era. Okay. And the War Raiders had pay-per-view style entrance. You know when they go a bit all out. Yeah. Right, because one of the War Raiders, I can't remember which, is married to Sarah Logan. Um, Holy shit! That's a yeah. That is a beefy partnership. I don't know if you noticed at the rumble, she had the Viking woad on and the fur, so she's oh, moving yeah. a little bit away from the backwoods gimmick the and towards hip-hop. the Viking yeah. gimmick,
0: the strong style redneck kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, and
2: now she's getting a bit more Viking style, and that's because, as I said, she's married to one of the war raiders, and they're actually part of a Viking reenactment group. Oh, wow. I know. <laughs> and at their wedding, they had their Viking reenactment group in full regalia as an honor guard. And that was the entrance for NXT. They had oh. their full reenactment group in honor guard with shields, helms, spears, furs, the whole lot. And what's adorable is one of them is very clearly Sarah Loken. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so that was really, really fun. And I thought that was Aww. worth mentioning.
0: There are some adorably romantic wrestlers out there. Yeah, there days. are. <laughs> it's so cute.
2: But yeah, there's Aww. quite a few couples um, in WWE at the moment. Uh, Bianca Belair is <gasps> married to Montez Ford of the Street Profits. Oh, cool. Yeah. Oh. Which makes total sense. Looking at <laughs> both of them, like, that's yeah. black excellence right there in a couple.
3: Yeah.
0: Oh man
2: So yeah um, Wrestling and romance We'll probably talk about wrestling a bunch next week as well Because well, I'm going to another Eve show this weekend
0: You realise you just you just I don't know if you did that on purpose But you just name dropped a promotion Did I? Back in the 90s, wrestling and romance Oh Jesus it did <laughs> Yeah <laughs> I, Earthquake was in yeah. it, John Tenter Fuck, I forgot that, that was not deliberate <laughs> Is that, I'm going I'm to assume it's not still going. I hope not. <laughs> uh, although it, it's just... No, it, it died in 2000. Okay, Aww.
2: okay. But yeah, this this weekend I'm going to Bethnal um, and Mercedes Martinez will be there.
1: Oh, wow, awesome. who, who
2: you will know from May Young Classic. Uh, yeah. And she is very much the reason I'm going. Like, I would go anyway, but I saw Mercedes was booked and, and booked my tickets immediately. So no doubt yep. I'll be going on about how amazing mercedes is next week uh so yeah until then i guess that's the yeah. last chance for anyone to jump in with anything you've been very quiet for a while jack
0: i'm fine i've just been listening okay been interesting
1: cool but I've, I've got nothing else to add at the moment
0: we should we should bring you we should all three of us try and do a uh, let's let's get jack to enjoy a wrestling show episode i i don't dislike wrestling no I, i'm not saying you do i would just say we should find like the most fun What is most fun in wrestle? Lucha Underground.
1: Lucha Lucha Underground (laughs) is the (laughs) only
0: answer. (laughs) (laughs) When you want your wrestling to be a bit more like Mortal Kombat, yes.
2: Although, oh, they're losing people to AEW.
0: Well, yeah, I guess. Lucha
2: Underground has not been well managed.
0: Well, it's... yeah. We shall see. That's partially a shame, but also it's good for AEW, I guess. Yeah, well, Absolutely. (laughs) As we said, they've got some of the best wrestlers in the world and Cody. <laughs> I like Cody. Stop, being, stop Cody. being mean to my Cody Rhodes. I didn't say it.
2: <laughs> anyway, until next time. <laughs> you have been listening to Dangerously Unprepared. I have been Simon.
0: I've been Kyrie.
2: And I have been the Quiet Jack. And Jose has been eliminated. Goodbye.
0: Bye. Bye.